Hello, Hello and welcome, welcome to, to the Murder Cabin with Friends. My name is Lachlan Ward. I'm Andrew Edson. Edson. I'm Will Bucknell. And I'm Chris Finnegan. And I'm, and I'm Tom Kelly. Kelly and so when you go. <laughs> 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 um, where did you get the notification? Where, where on, on the, the NCA Summer Camp 2020? This is the Cabin, and tonight we have some interesting topics to talk about. First things first. Chocolate flavored poo or poo flavored chocolate? Probably neither. They both sound pretty disgusting. Yeah. Because I'm allergic to chocolate. So, like, either way, it's not true. But I don't really like the taste of chocolate that much anyway. So, like, I mean, how could you? Well, true. What about you, Will? Let's see. I just hate the idea of eating. Faces. <laughs> Fair so, enough. I, say, I, I think, think I'd, I'd probably, probably go, go with ice cream and poo, chocolate flavor poo. But then you're eating poo. Like, actually. Oh, no, sorry. I mean, what? I mean, but then you have to taste the poo. But then, what if it's like really nice poo? What if they're eating like really good poo? Like a Mexican poo? What if they're just eating chocolate? Then it's all good. What about the best? What about someone that's just. so, so basically, if you chose a very specific chocolate, chocolate, like, just mayonnaise, mayonnaise, mayonnaise. Oh, the mayonnaise. Can I just say we hit a podcast link correctly? What are we at? Thirty seconds. We didn't even have a guest on. Good one. We'll keep going. We'll have a guest soon enough. Okay. Um. What are our good names? Roy. Yeah. That's actually a No. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
How are we both the protagonist and how is he both? He's like the antagonist most of the movie, but then he ends up kind of being the hero. Really? He just, just finds meaning to life. Yeah. Well, not really, actually. And then he's just final speech about the cut. Yeah, no, yeah. no. You guys are just good enough to do the same. Um, my middle name is Exotic. It's not. Well, William Wentworth is one of my ancestors. Is he? Yes. So, Borkley's house. Uh, my dad. That's cool. So, Borkley's house the Wentworth. Isn't it owned by a guy called Borkley's? No. And Tom, middle name? Oh, middle name. All the No, he only asked for one. So. <laughs> both, both. Francis and Emmanuel. That's pretty cool. Can you give us a story behind them? Francis is my dad's name. It's my dad's dad's name. Mm-hmm. But, but so it's like, so it's like, like a family and so on through the and then uh Emmanuel because uh God with us. I like that. Yeah. I like that. That's cool. What about, about you? you? I also, I also have two. Do you? Yeah. yeah. I, uh, my my middle name is Michael, Michael Shaw. Shaw. Um, Mike, that's like a very short. How do you spell short? S H A W E. Okay. A W E. A W E. That's cool. Shaw. Shaw. So Michael is like. Uncle name, name, and then the short name, name, name of my maternal grandmother, grandmother before she was married. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's cool. This, this is, is like your maternal grandmother's name. Your, your son just got born. What do you want to do with the name? Show me! What about you, Henry? My middle name is George. George. And it's my mum's maiden name. Oh, so that's, that's why I got named George. George. Never trust anyone. Yeah, I know. That's pretty cool. Oh, my cousin's George, which is nice. I wish I was called George. George or George? George. I wish I was called George. 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 George's or George's? I would really love someone named George. If you had anything like, if you had any name, name, would you change it? I'd probably change it to either George. George. Maverick is so cool, though.
Where is Foxy? That'll be one of the running themes of the podcast. Where is Foxy? Where is Foxy? Okay, okay now it's some serious stuff. Trust me. What is Genesis? Is Genesis a land war? Now we have Tom. Who's in Metaphor Gang? I'm not in Metaphor Gang. Who's in Metaphor Gang? I say it was poetic language. I said it's poetic parts. Yeah. 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 I don't think you can take away from like. No. no I don't understand. So wait, give, give us your like. like why, why do you say, say it's a metaphor? Because I say, I say, I say, I say all this is a metaphor. No. no. But, but like the the creation story is a metaphor. Okay. What for? You mean like it's a poetic? Yeah. It's a. It's not. Like it's not actually making sense. Yeah. I don't think there's. Yeah. I don't think it's a metaphor anymore. And all the scientific like things have shown life way before when the creation story is estimated to have like so, so either yeah, way, you yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah, I don't I think, think it's seven days. Well, Otherwise, that would be really... Because, like, all like, like, the scientific things point towards, like, the Earth really, really slowly, like, making form and stuff like that. I don't think you just went like that and, like, bang, was a whole planet. I think it's interesting because I've learned to, like, entire Bible is God's word and then, like, we can trust everything in the Bible. Yeah, but it's, like, other parts of the Bible are as well. Yeah. A lot, a lot of, of the revelation, yeah. yeah. It's like vision of what they Like, exactly. Um, in the revelation, it's about having 144,000 people going to heaven when actually, like, what we need to do. In that specific but then he turns and he sees a great multitude of every nation, um, which was far greater than 144,000. Um, and that's kind of, um, uh, the Bible project, I think, did with some of the revelation. They talked about how um, the difference between hearing and seeing for John was uh, the difference between the expectation and the reality. Um, yeah. Yeah. Back to Genesis. Yeah. Um, what was it about what? creation in yeah, particular? Yeah, the, cre- the, yeah, the creation story. So. Does anybody think? I hear, I hear a lot of theories. Like, does anybody think in the Bible that the world is actually built? Oh, oh, he's yeah, yeah, our special guest, Adrian Foxcroft. Welcome. Introduce yourself. Yeah. Hey. I'm Adrian Foxcroft. Couple questions. First question. Who played trumpet or trumpet player? That's rough. Yeah. Um, the whole leg man never go off. And then middle name. 
I'm your brain. And history behind it. And anything, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my dad's name is Graham. Oh, yeah. What's well, Graham? It's Graham. It's Graham. <laughs> so, we're talking about Genesis. Yeah. And we're talking about it's a metaphor. Mm. And Thomas saying... the cre- creation. creation. Thomas is saying yes. We're saying no. What do you think of it? Wow. Is it... I'm saying the seven days in which the Earth was created weren't actually seven days. Yeah, I backed up. Thank you. Yeah, see, I, I, yeah. I'd agree with that as well. I think a lot of the creation stories, like poetic language, it's not literal. Um, I think so the order he created stuff. Well, so I think you can look at science and see there is stuff that comes before humans in evolution and stuff like that so i think a literal a literal reading is difficult to justify now but then why why do they say seven days there if it wasn't actually because it's a convenient period i i think i think there's also seven is the holy number i think that's so there are like yeah there are seven main stages of i say that um when god wrote the book for Moses. Um or Moses wrote the book with bugs, you know, stuff Um it wasn't a, you know, here's the universe of dummies book. It was a theology one oh one course. So that sort of stuff wasn't really the stuff it was focusing on. The stuff it was focusing on was God. Um and the the way that the universe came into being wasn't really important. Other the fact that God had God had a second hand hand in it. Um, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. But I mean, but I mean, yeah, yeah. One, one, number seven. But I think, but I think possibly, 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 God had seven days in the creation. True, true. So, that, so that, you that, say that's the reason why yeah. it's the whole number. Yeah, I think it's something like that. Yeah. And, and, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I like it. I think it's historical poetry. So, it's real life, it's true, it's true facts, but it's kind of poetic nature to it. What about the idea of, like, combining what's in the Bible, but then also with the... Um, um, non-Christian, non-Christian view of, like, of like the Big, the big bang. bang. Like I had an old science teacher who, who had the theory, had the theory that, that God created, created the Big Bang. bang. Yeah, yeah, and that was his theory. theory. Actually, Actually um, that's what I think. Uh, when, uh, the when the Big Bang was first uh, proposed, the atheists hated it. Um, it was a Christian theory. It was, I believe, proposed by Christian scientists. It was heavily. It was heavily backed, backed by the Christian deity because, um, before, I believe, before that, um, the prevailing theory was state, uh, which, uh, which meant that the universe has no beginning, the universe has no end, um, and that's, and that's what, what atheists like, like because, because, you know, that's, that, 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 that was what, that, that, that said, there is no beginning to this universe, there is no God to begin it. Um, but, the, but big the Big Bang Theory proved that there was, was a beginning, uh, and, uh, and the atheists didn't like that, so they tried a lot um, to disprove it. Um, and by the way, the Big Bang Theory was originally a, a, um, a, a, a TV show, show, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was originally a, um, um, a, a, not a derogatory term, but a, uh, 
disarming, disarming term, term, I suppose, uh, made, uh, made by, by the, 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 uh, the, the atheist community to kind of make it, make it seem, seem like, like a, a discredit, discredit. Um, um, but, but to make it sound like a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah to make it sound like a child. child. But, but the, the name, the name stuck, stuck and the theory, theory stuck. stuck. Um, um, so now we have the atheist stuck on the road. No, we can't. Take that. I find it funny how it's sort of the roles are the first. We're not reverse cards. Any more questions about creation in Genesis 12? Questions, email them to Tom and Faye Kelly at gmail.com. We're moving to the uh, do we have any more discussion topics? Um, not until, not tomorrow. until tomorrow. We're out. We're out. Tune in tomorrow. Tune in tomorrow. Um, tune in tomorrow. Um, tune in tomorrow. Episode two with special guest yeah. Jasper. We're talking about Star Wars. Star Wars Star Wars possibly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. is Star Wars overrated? Send in your hot takes. Tom F.A. Kelly. Also fan fiction. No. Please send those to our... No one. To your team. To First impression stories. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Worst first impression. Okay. We'll leave you with our worst first impressions. To, to stretch it out. You got one that's sad. You got one that's sad. Can we pause? I can cut later on. I can cut. Mm. What else? 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 That's <laughs> <laughs> some uh, elevated music. <laughs> I'm Will. I'm Henry. I'm Chris. I'm Henry. No, I'm Arthur. And this is Dean. Come vibe with me. Good night. We all like sheep have gone astray. Ba ba do ba ba. Each of us has turned to his own way. Ba ba do ba ba. But the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Sing ba ba do ba ba. Isaiah fifty three six. Hello and welcome back to Foxy's Folks. My name is Lachlan Ward. <laughs> I'm. Ah <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm Henry. I'm Christopher. I'm Will. I'm Jasper. I'm TK. 
And today's opening question is if you could fist bump anyone in, in recorded history in recorded history, who would it be? Recorded history. Except in, no, no, in, in history. In history. history like, non recorded. Yeah, recorded to yeah. unrecorded history where you meant um, Jonathan the fourteen. The, the farmer from the history. But he's Lucky, well, who would you fist bump? I think I'd fist bump like a young Gandhi and just leave him really confused. Um. And the wink as well. <laughs> so this is a fist bump and a yeah, wink. Yeah, just just, wink just, just leave him like in the crowd, just like, wait, what? Be like, my man! <laughs> Brother! <laughs> yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. Foxy? Ooh, already me. And oh, no, I can go. Yeah, what? Yeah, there you go. I, I would, oh, I would rock up to like Freddie Mercury's house at like the prime of his... Give him like a career, talk. and then like I just be like, it is great. boom, and like give him like a little, you know, little nod, little like, yeah, <laughs> a little yeah, <laughs> a little yeah, yeah, bro. You get arrested for that? Probably. <laughs> Worth it. What about you, Chris? Me? What? <laughs> um, Chris Topher. Well, apart from Vanilla Ice, I'd have to go with. <laughs> oh my goodness. Probably like someone like um, I don't know, like Larry Bird. He'd be cool. Oh yeah, Larry Bird. Yeah. William? I've got no idea. Um, William? Yeah, I've never heard of that person. <laughs> That's a great guy. My favourite comedian. My favourite blind deer. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. <laughs> <laughs> right, Thierry Henry. He's pretty cool. Oh, that'd be cool. Is Star Wars, George Lucas, Star Wars person, Star Wars person, or science person, but there are so many Star Wars co- cool Star Wars people and well, so many George cool Lucas. <laughs> I know, I was thinking George Lucas. Niels Bohr. <laughs> I'll go with George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> Niels Bohr. Niels Bohr is close second though. Yeah, close second. Uh, Tom. Uh, probably uh, Kanye West. Just Any reason behind it? Because he'd, he'd actually know what the fist bump is. <laughs> um, he'd be into it. He'd be like, what's up, bro? Yeah. I'd be like, yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I quite like the idea of going up to someone who doesn't know what the fist bump is. Mm. So I'm going to go... Jesus? Charles Spurgeon. Who is oh. a would have done some cracking He would have been so confused. And then afterwards, after a sermon, just go, dap me up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Billy Graham. Yeah, Billy, Billy Graham. Billy Graham was another option. Yeah. Noise. Um, stuff. Okay. Stuff. What's up, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> what was our first question for tonight? Star Wars. Overrated or not? Yeah. <laughs> we had a question from Romans. Yeah. <laughs> Chris is going to ask the question. Yeah. In Romans chapter 10, verse 10. It says, for it is with your heart... Oh, well, I'll say verse 9 as well. In verse 9 it says, If you declare with your mouth Jesus is the Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Then in verse 10 it says, For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you uh, that you profess your faith and are saved. So is there a difference between justification and salvation? Ooh, Tom. Me? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, difference between justification and salvation. But what is justification? And justification justice? leads to salvation. Yep. Mm. What we'll said. Without. So speaking for you me. Need, we are justified through Christ's actions and death on the cross. Um, and that leads. Speaking for me. 
And because of that, um, we have salvation. Yeah. No, I, I think that the two are related. That's why they, you know, spoken about so in such them. a similar context. So we use them interchangeably? Uh, not really. Uh, similar to what Will's talking about. They're, they are connected, but I would not say that they would, are yeah. exactly the same thing. Well, the thing is that you're in, in the, um, in the whole thing. You're, be, you're kind of being saved from your crimes, as it were, your sins. And when you're justified for your crimes, you're justified for your actions, then you are, and that's kind of, it's kind of the method by which you are saved from the punishment of those crimes. So I'd say that justification is the method by which salvation can occur. So then why is it, like, separating between believing in your heart, and that leads to justification, and then declaring with your mouth, as that being salvation? Well, I'd, I'd say that believing in your heart is, is, um, is honouring God by, by, um, by, by believing that he is, by believing that he has, um, is I'm believing that he is all powerful and you know that sort of thing and then the the proclaiming with your mouth part is kind of your duty to the world in that you sh- you should you should always try to to evangelize and to spread the good word because that's that's the pretty much the entire point of Christianity so it's, is that then saying that we're saved through our actions we are saved through God's choice to save us. So, and then this is saying that <coughs> you declare, if you that your mouth is a way of professing your faith, and you're saved through that. How does that? Feel like that? Yeah, because I, I think you know, believing in your heart, you've taken it on. Uh, believing, because you you can. Like believing in your mind and believing in your heart, um, you know. Well, when it's talking about believing in your heart, it's it's like it, you it's a, you've taken it on as a truth. So that was the um, that was the justification. Mm-hmm. So believing in your heart um, is the truth. If you believe it in your heart as truth, um, that justifies it. And then once you you know, renounce it as words, similar to the idea behind confirmation, that type of thing that you've come up and you've said, I'm a Christian, I am sinful, I want to live the way that Jesus lived, you know, Jesus is my Lord and Saviour, that's making it known, and, you know, because like, the Psalms are full of, you know, just that vocal, um, yeah, that vocal praise, and and that vocal admission of sin and that type of thing. And I think that, that that's quite important because, you know, as a Christian, you can't really just... You, you, you know, you need to talk about it. it. It'd be very difficult, if not impossible, to go your entire life as a Christian and never talk about, you know, um, the Bible with people or, like, make people known that, you're, that you are a Christian. Um, but it is interesting... What, what you said, which is, you know, like being saved by actions in terms of words, which 
think is interesting that because believing in your heart is such a fundamental fundamental part of the process yeah I I, th I do think it's quite interesting and I yeah, don't have like a solid reasoning behind it but I'm just thinking as to more so toward the fact that you believing in your heart is a, a very big part of it because you know you need to be you know, justified to be saved and like the belief in your heart kind of leads to like your actions and yeah. like what you say with your mouth yeah and similar to like what it talks about in James where some people like you know get parts of James out of the Bible too much about you know your actions being uh, too heavily valued but we do need to remember that you know Jesus told us to live our life as a Christian and that he does see he does see that our actions have value and weight because you know we, we can in a sense disappoint God and we can bring God joy uh, through our actions and I think that that could be an aspect of it mm. does anyone have anything to add to that no I mean that's I think I I often see it like that there's the inward belief of the heart and there's the outward confession mm. Yeah. And the words, I think, the reason why they're important is probably not any old words, but to say Jesus is Lord is more than just simply saying something. It's, it's actually mm. putting yourself under the Lordship of Jesus, which is important in salvation. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And the justification one, it's, mm, they're very, very closely related. Because if you read that verse mm. again, they echo each other. They just bear yeah. with each other. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the saving and the... In the, in the and the justification, they're so, they're very, mm -hmm. they're almost the same in my mind. Almost. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Interesting question. Um, I was going to bring up something that came up in our discussion group today. Today we were talking about, reflecting on yesterday's talk, um, in chapter 3 of Matthew. And I'm just going to read chapter 3, Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 through 16. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan and to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. A voice from heaven said, This is my Son, who I love. With, with him I am well pleased. We had a question. Um, does Jesus... Why does Jesus need to be baptized? And then, um, why does it say in verse 15, Let it be so now, it is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. How does it fulfill all righteousness? I think it kind of, I, don't know, I think it kind of fits in with what Pat was saying about how, like Jesus joins us in our filth, so that we can join Him in heaven, and so the idea that like baptism, in through that baptism Jesus kind of takes on our sin or like joins us in realizing that like humanity is sinful, Jesus isn't. He doesn't. I think Him personally doesn't actually He doesn't need the baptism because He's right with God and lived a perfect life. But for what he came up to earth, 
to do. You did need to get baptized. How does that, when it says fulfilled all righteousness, mm. how does that? Yeah, I asked Pat this question. Did you? Yeah, after our discussion of today. And he was kind of talking about the idea that um, it's not like there was a command for Jesus to be baptized. And so that's not what it means to fulfill all righteousness. Like he was obedient mm. in terms of he had to be baptized. But it was more saying like John represented all the law. So he kind of preached law, if you want to say it like that. And so when Jesus came, for people at that point, the way to kind of get in line with John was to be baptized. And it was almost like Jesus was going, well, I'm going to also come under John so you can see that this is the right way to go. And it is, and this fulfills all righteousness because this is what righteous people were doing. Mm. They were getting baptized. So mm. it's kind of ties into with that. I think he comes into our filth, but he also comes under the law as well, or comes under John, as other humans had to do. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Which kind of makes a bit more sense with that funny language. It does. Because yeah. I, I was going, what? There's no law to be baptized. Mm. There's nothing in the Old Testament, is there? Because no. yeah. um, it's, it's also... You know, relating to the, I reckon it's also relating to the fact that as Jesus is right with God, you know, he's also fully human and fully God, and so you know, it, it's more so symbolic of his humanness. Yeah. Um, yeah. That he is baptized because that's a very human thing to do. Um, like cause throughout the Bible, the only people that are really baptized are people. You know, there's nothing else that's baptized, humans are baptized, Jesus is, you know, fully human as well, and so it's yeah. something that that aspect of Jesus does, and then the symbolic nature of it is, you know, what you, uh, Fox, you've talked about with, with that, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it also has, in my Bible, has a note saying how that um, Jesus' baptism was to kind of act in a way as an example to his followers of like how they should act. So, because mm-hmm. he says like it's proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Mm-hmm. So it could be kind of like, yeah, he didn't really need it, but we do type thing. I don't know. Something along those lines. Yeah, the us thing. Yeah, that's cool. Because yeah. 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 Jesus is like the ultimate example of, yeah. you know, what? you practice what you preach. <coughs> Yeah. And so, yeah, because yeah. you know that's what Christians are called to do, and Jesus does it perfectly. Yeah. Uh, he practices everything that he says yeah. that you should do, and that aspect of falling under God. I think, yeah, no, no, definitely. Hmm. All right, then. Um, does anyone have any last thoughts? Hmm. Um, I worked out what a bad first impression is. <coughs> oh, you, you thought of one? Well, no, just... How, how bad is a bad handshake? Yes. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I, hate, I hate when you go in for the handshake. And, like, and I get this it. a lot because i got pretty, like, oversized hands. <laughs> People come in and they don't grab the forehand. They just grab the fingers oh, and they shake the, the fingers. Well, then See? just, like, a really wussy, just, like, yeah. handshake. Yeah. Oh, it's just, uh, it's well, like, when you meet someone, you need to figure out whether it's that, whether it's, like, the... 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, when you get off. confused and you're like, how long do I hold on for? And like, yeah. And, mm. and what do girls do for a handshake? I mean, uh, if, you ask, if you ask Sally, she's got a fair few secret handshakes. But, like, you know, they don't handshake. Yeah, don't they just hug? Yeah. But you do, you, would you hug someone that you've never met? I mean, think yeah. about it in corporate. What's the context? What do you do in corporate? The context like, is, you go to a party. I mean, I think, I think it depends on the situation. I mean, someone would shake their hands. Someone would shake their hands. I don't think I've ever Maybe. Like, that I've never met. I think it depends how formal it is. If it's a party, then you're just meeting and you're meeting someone for the first time. You can just sort of do like a little... I would say hug to leave, but not hug to start. I've given someone that I've never party? I've given a boy that I never knew a hug when I met him at a party. I was like, "What's up, bro?" <laughs> and he's like, "Hey." Well, group on you, you lead you a very interesting life. Male bonding. I had just very, very briefly. I think this should be pretty, pretty easy. Uh, now that I've read it over in my mind a couple times, I just sorry to break the break well, that conversation. Um, cool. But in um, Romans eighteen. Verse forty-one. It says they, they, um, no, in yeah, in Romans ten thirteen, uh, it says for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, and then in Psalm eighteen forty-one, it says they cried for help, but there was no one to save them, uh, to the Lord, but He did not answer. But they, it doesn't say they cried to the Lord. And so I, I, I just because I read those two things, I was like. Because I, I read that in Psalms, and then I it, my mind shot back over to Romans 10, and I was like, hold on. That is a good one. So, and so I just... Like, can you tell me what the Psalm verse So, is Psalm like, 18, 41. They cried for help, but there was no one to save them to the Lord. But he did not answer. So, and then Romans, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I thought that was quite interesting. That contradiction there. Are you going to say something? Um, I'm just what? thinking about the justification and the declaration. <laughs> We're going backwards now. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking about that. Well, um, I feel like on this. That kind of... The cry out to the Lord is kind of a an expression of faith. Which is... So, you, belief in your heart that, uh, that Jesus is Lord... Um, is all very well, but then declaring your faith is putting it to the test, and that's half of the battle. That's the other half of the battle. It's not just believing; it's practicing. It's mm. it's being faith. Yeah. yeah, you know, but Jesus, add add to your question. Yes. Yeah. But he cried out and <laughs> wasn't saved. Mm, yeah. Is it? Oh, was he? Oh, Because, you know, why are you talking about Garden of Gethsemane when he's like, please take this cup away from me? Yeah, that, yeah. Well, that's because. But is that crying out? Because he says it's like your will. Yeah, because yeah, then he, he goes back on it and he says, not my will, but yours. But then doesn't he say, like, my God, my God? He didn't. Why, why have you forsaken me? me? Eli, Eli. He cried out, and then he also yeah. said, "Didn't he say it is finished as well?" So it's like he's. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like with this in Romans, it's probably more of like a spiritual salvation. 
and like the idea of eternal life. Whereas what you're talking about in the psalm might more be leaning to like this world. And so like even though God does like promise to save us eternally, mm. he's, there's still gonna be suffering here on earth. And so yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I just, because the the language used, I think, was quite similar. Um, I think yeah. to properly answer the question, yeah. maybe it may be worth digging into, like, original um, yeah. translations of the manuscript, or even just looking at other. We'll just go back and fist bump. Fist bump. Yeah, and I reckon if you don't understand the sign, I take it off. My guess is because it's King David saying it. And he's like King Jesus. So the way he's not being answered here kind of foreshadows Jesus not being answered either. Mm-hmm. So there's that kind of unjust suffering for the sake of others is probably going to come through in yeah. David's life as well. Yeah. So David, one of the good kings. Yeah. yeah. But I think for now, everyone who does call on the name of the Lord will be yeah. saved. I, I just thought that, yeah. was, that, that was quite interesting. That yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. I think what you're talking about with the oh. earthly suffering. Yeah. You were going to say something a while ago. Do you just want to say that? Or? What? Oh, the other question? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, we can go for that. Oh, yes. Well, I was thinking about the Sabbath. Because in Exodus, mm-hmm. like, it talks about the Sabbath quite a bit. And it's pretty heavy. Like, they said that they should stone, stone, stone the person. Yes. Yeah. Who, we're reading the same part of the book. Yeah. <laughs> who, yeah. Like, who doesn't follow the Sabbath? So, I know that, like, Jesus, like, stuff with the law and that kind of thing, like, the New Testament changes things, but how much, like, should we stick to the Sabbath, because it's really something that we don't do that much, but it's still yeah. in the Ten Commandments, and so, like, because, yeah, you know, the, like, Jesus... Or should we start stoning each other? <laughs> should we start? <laughs> Everyone that just starts building each other. Tomorrow is no work. If anyone gets out of bed, they die. Because, <laughs> um, Jesus, with, with like you know Jewish law, as as you said, like the New Testament changes things, and Jesus, yeah, he, he has a lot to say about that. And so there are many things where the Pharisees and Sadducees and so on and so forth talk to Jesus and ridicule him about you know him abiding to the Sabbath when his like disciples are walking through is it a wheat field they're yeah, walking through and they're picking the heads and then the Pharisees like oi so you know picking the heads of, of wheat and eating them like it's the Sabbath you're not yeah. supposed to and then Jesus also heals on the Sabbath yeah. so that and that's Although, oh just just something as a technicality on the Sabbath um, I believe that doing something specifically for your own enjoyment directly for your own enjoyment is um, is allowed. So, so picking heads of heads of wheat to eat would be under that. Where does it say that? The Pharisees and Sadducees added some, in their own rules on English. They did, yes. Yeah, Rubin, Rubin, it's the rabbinic literature, I think. Rubin. Basically, it's they take all of God's laws and they interpret them because. A lot of the wording is vague, and they need to, you know, <laughs> make it a bit more specific. Yeah, they need to actually get some laws that they can follow. Mm. Um, the problem with that is that, you know, a, a lot of the time it's misinterpreted, um, which is what happens quite a bit when 
you know, for example, Jesus and the Pharisees clash over the Sabbath. Um, they're quite literally talking to the author of the rules. Um, it's, yeah, it's a bit silly that they continue to, um, they continue to, uh, you know, argue with him. But to their credit, they don't actually know that he is the son of God. Um, that's true. So, what does that mean for today, though? Like, mm. you're doing homework on a Sunday. <laughs> like, That's a good that call, actually. I think, I think you should do it. Because should it? Should it or should it? I, I don't know. I'm just saying. It I usually try to get... I usually try and make you it so I don't it. have to have anything to yeah. do on a but Sunday. Sometimes multiple studies have shown that homework is not actually you can do about it. that beneficial to the, uh, to the student. But, but, no, yeah. 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 I mean, I think it's, I don't know. I, like, I think Jesus would say our Sabbath is heaven. Like, eternal Sabbath. So eternal we don't rest. have a Sabbath until we reach heaven. Yeah. Kind of. Like, where we would find the fulfillment of the Sabbath is in eternal life or in Jesus. But the, the little, little caveat you kind of have to throw in there. Is it's actually still good for us to stop. Ow! <laughs> uh, it's good for us to stop and, and rest, mm, yeah. and, it's, and particularly stop and rest and remember what God has done in Jesus, which like is basically right. yeah, which is kind of what the Sabbath was trying to do. So you know you can go, oh, I'm just going to take a day off, but if you don't spend your time mm. thinking at least reflecting the path that day, you know. Yeah. But I'd say that we have no obligation to the Sabbath today, but it's pretty wise. Yeah. Mm. So what? What does distinguish a rule um, from yeah, the Old Testament? Which is yeah. a very tricky question. Especially the Sabbath is a really hard one, actually. Because if you look at the Ten Commandments, that's the only one we wouldn't say we don't keep wanting to obey. obey. Do you know what I mean? Except for the, uh, the one about um, images. Yeah, but we shouldn't do that. Right. Images? Create images... Well, images, isn't that, isn't idols? It, idols? No, no, it is, it is, it is images. Any, yeah. any image of anything, um... Yeah, I mean, you probably, I mean, I think you could almost argue some smart people have that you'd be like, yeah, let's not do the images of Jesus thing. I don't know, as in, like, any, any image. Like, I couldn't draw a, a picture of a person. No. I oh, I think that's, make that's that image, that's image of... That's, that is the, um... Although that that although to be fair that is the um the interpretation yeah. of um of you shall not make any I don't know images of me image um like it's not, it's not it's it's you shall not make any oh yeah. is it okay yeah. of him so I don't think so oh, just it's just not anything yeah so that that the the Jews were really against any sort of um any sort of image except it like, was a golden card. Well, yeah, but that was like the yeah, yeah, like four of the ten commandments. That wasn't yeah. special extended episode. <laughs> yeah. Special yeah. extended episode. We can. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. Bombs were actually because Jesus didn't. I can feel his brains. Yes, which is why you get a sex mattress. I'm gonna sign out though. Okay. Happy talk more about See you, Boxy.
Yeah, Bye, Fox. Bye. Tomorrow night is Star Wars overrated. Yeah, it totally is. We don't even. <gasps> Thank you. We don't need to discuss this. One and two are overrated. Three though. is slightly okay. underrated. Four, five, and six okay. are rated. Well, no, no, you're giving too much away for the next episode. Eight's the best one. This is just this is just the This is just one seventh of okay, the Okay, thank you so much for tuning in. Today was a great day. We've reached a new record. We've just hit twenty nine minutes. We can keep going for 30. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, I something, something just came to me. Okay. About 45 Jesus, seconds. Jesus talks about, you know, the Sabbath a lot. And it's a bit quiet. You can't it. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jesus talks about, you know, the Sabbath a lot and um, questions the Pharisees' view mm. of the Sabbath quite substantially, mm-hmm. usually whenever it comes up. Uh, but usually whenever the Ten Commandments come up, Jesus is, you know, pretty sweet with that. Yeah. Um, what do you mean by Uh Well, you know, whenever the Ten Commandments come up, um, for example, you know, the, the rich dude's like, I've kept all my commandments since I was a boy, all that type of stuff. And then when Jesus asks, oh, what are, well, what's the most important commandment? It's he not names like, two commandments that are neither part of the Ten Commandments. <laughs> you might point to something. Yeah. But overall, it's not like... Jesus was challenging the perception that the Pharisees had. And God, God doesn't change. God is yeah. eternal. So mm-hmm. the laws that he sets down are the laws that he sticks by. <laughs> What's the question, sir? Which question? What Your question? question? What do you mean my question? I, it didn't have, I think it was oh, just was a statement. statement. Oh, it's just a statement. statement of fact. Well, I, I had a question mm-hmm. to do with the rich guy. This is kind of small. The witch? But the rich guy that you were talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. How, how... How... Goodbye, podcast. <laughs> how how has he kept all of God's commandments all of his life? Just mm-hmm. like, ever since no one is boy. righteous. No, ever since he was born. So does that hint to something else? Is that okay? Um, I... Like... No, I'm just gonna... Yeah, like, cause after he was 15, he was all That's good. fine. Okay, I won't use it. Because I... Lots of the commandments are... Pretty much, they're just physical acts. Yeah, um, but it's still no one is righteous, not even one. Yeah, but it's so quite it's quite interesting that you know, pretty sure one of the commandments is keep the Sabbath holy. Hmm. Um, but you can interpret that in a multitude of ways. For example, the the modern Christian perception of the Sabbath is a day of reflection upon you know God, and then also the the ideology of eternity being the Sabbath. So that still fits in with that, but, it, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I'm sure I can chat more in depth about the Ten Commandments. Tomorrow night. Later on. I think that's a good idea. Because yeah, now we're almost at 32 minutes. Oh my goodness. Oh, we, we don't want to go so too long. Time. We don't want to, like, because yeah. we want to be our record for tomorrow night. No one is ever going to hear Okay, this. hold on. Uh, I've, got, I've got a final Bible uh, reading. Okay, are we ready? Okay. Are we ready? Final Bible reading. reading. Can we do it to send them off? Okay. Exodus twenty twenty six, and do not go up to my altar on steps, or your private parts may be exposed. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> See you next time. Escalator. <laughs>